0: For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by premier boat builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the season 23 powered by the fall podcast guys this is your co-host david Riley on the mic tonight and i am here to bring you guys an update for october 18th but before we get into that let's say thank you to our sponsors that help support the podcast latitude outdoors helix broadheads garmin exodus outdoor gear buck bourbon america's best bowstrings and prime archery don't forget guys you can go on any of these show notes and find all the discount codes that we have for all of our partners All right, guys. Let's get into it. October 18th. um, As you can hear, I probably have a little bit more, you know, pep in my step and my voice today. It has been officially a full week since I've shot Big Berry. I'm not gonna, you know, beat that down anymore. You guys have heard everything about it. The only time I'll talk about it more probably is if something, you know, something comes to light, something new, something different. So, going into tonight, actually, let's rewind just a little bit. Um, my daughter Bailey hunted last night on the 17th of October, and we we had a fun hunt, and I, I needed that after, you know, spending the last week. You know, I, I have not hunted since the night I shot Big Berry, and when she, she said that she would like to go out hunting, I dropped everything I had, any plans, made sure I lined up everything for us to be able to go out, and we had a really fun night. We had a, you know, we had just laughed together in the blind, and, and she likes messing with the cameras and she thinks that's pretty cool and and uh, we've seen we've seen one two we've seen two bucks we've seen a four point and a small six point then we've seen three adult does and we've seen two button bucks and the one thing that i kind of live and die by with taking someone hunting or someone new to hunting or someone that's been hunting forever is i am I leave it all up to the hunter. It's their choice, whatever they would like to do, whether it be a doe, a buck, a big buck, a small buck. I, it does not matter to me one bit. I let them sit in the driver's seat, and they get to fully make that choice. But I can already, I knew going into the hunt that Bailey, you know, two years ago, she shot her first buck. She shot a spike. Then last year, she shot a six-point. And I knew, I've been hearing her say, well, I'd like to shoot something a little bit bigger than I shot last year. Like, you can tell, like, she'd like to climb the ladder. Or I've, I'm telling her, I was like, man, when I was a kid, I, I shot. <laughs> I shot whatever bucks that gave me the first opportunity. But that doesn't, I didn't want that to weigh on her. I want her to make her own decision. And she passed both those bucks last night. She had them both within inside of 20 yards. Easy, you know, just, you know, real easy chip shot for her. But she passed him, you know, and and then the sun set on the night, and we had a good time and, and making plans, you know, ahead now to, for her to be able to get back out again. So that was on the seventeenth. Now for the eighteenth. Now I'm 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 back in the saddle tonight, guys. And you know this. Sound, I don't know how to say this properly because it's not like I put Big Berry behind me, but I've I've done what I could do, and it's time to move on. It's time to. Refocus on another target, and I circled back to my next target, the buck I called Chuck. Now I laid off a Chuck since the first opening week when I shot my buck, you know, two weeks ago today. And I basically, uh, you know, I, I put him back at the top of the list. I wanted to get back after him. And I went in. I I knew an area. I in. He's so he's showing such historical sign of being calling one area of a swamp home. But like it, it just it—that's his swamp. That is Chuck's Swamp. Like, and any deer that usually comes in there, he is right on their ass. Like wanting to know, like who's in here, kind of thing. And I, I made the long walk. Boy, it was a long walk back in there. And it. it it was a little warm you know today's conditions were we had a south little bit of southwest wind today it was blowing about 9 to 11 so that was really key because man i had to walk through a nasty swamp and i was really 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 worried about the noise i was going to make because when i got to the island that i was going to i knew i was going to be close to him if he was on the island if he wasn't on the island then i probably wasn't going to be in the game tonight so I made my way out there, and I just real light because <clears throat> it was you know it was like low sixty degrees today, you know it's it's not super good conditions for middle of October, but when you have Intel on a buck, you gotta go try it, you gotta go you know you gotta go give them a full effort <clears throat> and that's that's what my plan was. I make my way to the tree out there, and I get all set up and I have a really, really good scrape on this island. I won't lie. Like, this scrape is one of the best I've ever seen year in, year out. You won't find a deer in there all summer long. But as soon as October hits, it's like, it's kind of game on. They're they're in there. And not only they're in there, but Chuck's in there. Like, he's been in there for years. But I, I like this setup in there, but I don't love it and it's so thick it's so nasty that you you're almost set up right over top of the this scrape i mean that you're you're at 9 yards but what worries me is how how he comes into this scrape like i i feel like i'm a little bit exposed and i may even get a hard have a hard time getting a shot off and and, and if i if i do kill him that will probably be part of the story i'm going to guess so i actually did my like when I put my my latitude steps on to the tree, I completely put them on the opposite side of what I normally do because I don't want anything in their face. I want them to try to feel as comfortable as they can get. And even though their shot's nine yards, like I needed to get up that tree pretty good, but it's a big tree, and so I put the tree right in between where I expect Chuck to come from. And throughout the night, I had seen I had seen three small box. But none of those small bucks ever went and checked that scrape. And I wasn't too sure why, but none of them did. They all just kind of skirted it and not even like downwind of it. They just skirted it like they didn't. It's almost like they were hesitant to. Almost like they knew Chuck was nearby and they did not want to go up into that scrape. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just $15 a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, as the night went on, I had seen the three small bucks, and that was it. And this island's surrounded by water, and a lot of times, like, I could see the water ripple before I could see the buck, and then eventually I could see the deer working through the water. Well... I think sunset right now is around 650 or so 650 655 i think around 620 i'm like tight against the tree and i just kind of keep poking my head around to the right side where i think chuck might come from and I poke my head around to the right side and there he is i can see his left his left uh side of his rack and When I first seen him, my first initial thought was, yeah, he's, he's, I think he's bigger than what I thought he was, you know, that, and I've been very open about that about trail cam pitchers. As I, I don't think trail camera pitchers, especially when you hang them high like I do, they never do the buck justice. And I was, I was really, I was really impressed when I first seen him. So, you know, pop the camera on pop the GoPro on, take the bow off the the bow hanger, and, like, here we go. Like, this is, and he is, he he's lined up to walk straight to the scrape that I'm sitting over. And I start freaking out a little bit because I'm thinking if he walks straight in here, he's going to be way too hard quartering to me to get a good shot. But if he comes in and works that scrape like he, I know he does, and he's done for the last two years, He, he'll spin around and he'll eventually give me a shot. Well, just like big bucks do, he fricking took forever. It felt like to come in there. I mean, I'll have to look back at the footage, but I think the encounter is probably between 10 and 15 minute encounter And all of this encounters inside 40 yards, all of it. Well, we, like I said, we had a South wind and he's working from the South to the North guys. And he did something very interesting tonight. He, as he worked his way up there, he kept stretching his neck out and looking up ahead to put himself directly in line with that scrape. You could visually see him adjusting his body to make sure he's going to walk straight into that scrape. And when he got about probably 16 to 18 yards out of that scrape, he put his nose up in the air what seemed like forever but if I'm guessing I'll go back and look at the footage it's probably for a minute or two and he kept it up in the air and I instantly thought you know this deer is not downwind of this grape technically as the wind blows he's upwind of it but I'm like his nose is so good that he's got some kind of whether it's a thermal drop right there or the way that the swamp is, the way the break of the cover, there's something there, or maybe his nose is just that good. That from 16 to 18 yards out, being technically upwind, he checked that scrape like that. And at that very instant, I knew he probably wasn't coming in there that if I had any one of those three smaller bucks tonight, if they would have went and checked that scrape I think he would have got he would have got a good enough whiff that would it would have pissed him off and he would have marched right in there to nine yards. But the closest he ever got to me, where it was borderline, start to bend the limbs back, was twenty eight yards. That was once that was after he checked, you know, like he he sent check that scrape that he started to work off, and I could see one little hole, and it was twenty eight yards but it was just too thick. Nah, it was, it was just, I, I couldn't do it. Not after the debacle that I've just had over the last seven days with Big Berry. I couldn't do it. I won't lie, I had tension on the string. Like, I, I, like I thought hard about it. I was trying to eye up every branch that was in the way that may cause a problem. And I decided to pass him. And he worked off. Luckily for me he didn't work off the way I needed to exit. But even with that I still took the long way out because he never like he was extremely comfortable in there. That is his home and I will be back. And I'm gonna kill him. I I really I really feel like I can kill this buck. Looking ahead, tomorrow, the day you guys are listening to this, October nineteenth, I will not be hunting. It is my Grandpa Wayne's birthday, so if he's listening to this episode, Grandpa, happy birthday. This weekend, my family has plans pretty much all weekend, but that's okay because it's gonna be looks like rainy, cloudy, nasty weather all weekend. And you guys, circle the date on the calendar. October 23rd, next Monday. It looks like the skies are going to open up and it's going to be bluebird. And I think it's going to be a high-pressure day, low 50s. And we are going to get that south southwest wind. What I'm seeing right now is probably five to seven miles an hour. It's not as strong as the wind as it was today, but the conditions are going to be even better. And the winds that that's the wind I need to get back in there. And if I can hunt Monday, I'm headed right back in there with extremely high hopes. The only thing that may change, guys, is if we get this rain over the weekend, we may go from knee boots. The needing hip waders to get in there. But that is my breakdown of October 18th. Guys, I'm back in the game. I'm six sits in. Three really, really great encounters with Bucks that I'm after. I killed the first one. and I should have killed Barry. I don't know about that one. But now we're on the chuck. And I'm on him. I'm on his heels. And... You know, Kansas is coming up, so i got to get it done before I leave for Kansas. And if not, it's still been a hell, a hell of a start to the Michigan season here in October. But thank you guys for listening. It's onward with Chuck. Hopefully the next update I bring you will be a kill story with them. If not... I will bring you whatever story is, the good, the bad, the ugly. This is David Season. Thanks again for listening to the Season 23.